Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. Time continues to creep by here. We're only like two weeks away from our 10th anniversary. Just going to mention that as of recording. And that means... Are we getting a pay rise then? We'll we'll talk about that, you know. Um, know, Hate this gig economy. Uh Times are hard. There's, you know, inflation. uh, You know. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that means uh, new anime season approaching already, uh, and we've got a whole list of exciting new shows to talk the about. The forecast has come in. <laughs> it's uh, shows. We've got a list of shows. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> look. Yeah. All right, look. We've, we've been on a pretty good run of decent anime seasons, I feel like, the past couple seasons, and... To be fair, the season turned out all right, at least I think so, and we thought it was pretty dire at the beginning. Yes, despite initial trepidation. Yes. Maybe that will happen this time, but... I I mean, you know, Hmm. it's the thing of, we have done this, you know, yes, as as you mentioned, our anniversary's coming up, Uh, we have done this enough times (laughs) that I think we can sort of feel it in our guts that, look... There's always something. Yes. <laughs> something, you know, there, there's always a birdie wing or an Akudama <laughs> drive, right? Just a, oh, wasn't paying attention to that until... Uh, <laughs> until it jumped on us, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, who's to say we don't get another one of those next season? Well, let's see if we can identify what the birdie wing will be ahead of time this time. But, uh, although we didn't even talk about that in our last season preview. So. Yeah. Exactly, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, I, I brought up... So much we, we did the not... Best, that's the thing. We did the not... The best e- show... <laughs> our best number show one season. anime of the year was not even mentioned in the preview, like, <laughs> podcast of its given season. So The best show The best show next season is, is something that we're not going to talk about today. So exactly. That should get you real excited for this episode. All right, well, before we get into... Uh, previewing the summer season here let's introduce everybody i'm gel i am joined by ira i'm still here i'm not dead yet still with us uh we got uh g with us hey just want to wish a uh, a happy uh a father's day to all the anime dads out there mm-hmm. um, ah yes who uh Can we name one good anime dad <laughs> i was gonna say like what's the batting average between anime moms and okay. anime dads because okay. like you know what Anime dads make up better because there are dad animes, and I feel like there are no mom animes, uh, huh. if you yeah, think about that's... that. But I, if I guess to... that pro- yeah, that probably speaks to the like the the gender disparity in who's making anime, right? I guess that's probably what's oh, going tar- on the there. Supposed target audience, I, I don't know. Think of one or the... two mom manga, manga. More, more depressing, I find, is that even though all the dad anime are about single dads because the wife tragically passed on or whatever, mm-hmm. there are very, very few single moms in anime out there. Yeah, the only one also I can think true. of is the mom from, like, Erased, right? Right. right. There, yeah. are, there are a couple more, but they're, they're few and far between, and they're normally side characters, not, like, main characters. Right. So, yeah. I, I wholeheartedly endorse 
more single mom anime. Yeah. <laughs> Please give us more. <laughs> yeah, you would you would anime. say that, wouldn't <laughs> you, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, uh, man, I'm, I, you know, we've been stalling this whole time. I'm trying to, like, yeah, who is like the best anime dad? And I'm like, hmm. Can, can uh, well, well, here's the thing. If you if you take the dad anime genre out of it, I feel like maybe moms would have come out better. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess Lloyd Forger's on the brain lately. He's a pretty good anime dad. Right? Yeah, I mean, fake anime yeah. dad. Do fake anime dads? Yeah, count? no, fake I mean... fake anime dads <laughs> count. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, she, she calls him dad, right? Um... I don't know. Lord Genome was kind of an okay dad by the end. <laughs> uh, mm, uh, mm, he. He did take the entire brunt of the anti-spiral attack and yeah, converted he... the energy into uh-huh, a giant uh-huh. drill with his head on the tip. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and he did that for his daughter and future son-in-law. And I think that's very... I think that's very humble. I think it takes a lot of self-awareness to be willing to do that, you know, uh-huh. for, right. your, for your kids. I'll give you that one. I, but, uh... I read an article recently titled something like, Vegeta is a great anime dad, here's why. <laughs> Oh right! I mean, I mean, by the standards, I mean, okay, I mean, obviously, okay. by the standards of Dragon Ball, Piccolo is the best anime dad, right? Yes. Then oh, it's sure, Vegeta. Yeah. Then there's a huge oh, power wow. gap. Okay, you know what? Okay, no, the, the stack ranking <laughs> of dads in Dragon Ball is probably Piccolo, Vegeta, Krillin, Done. power gap, Goku. Yeah, right, Gohan there's got to be another. Rank, huh? There's got to be another dad to put over Goku. Guess. All right, Gohan's a da- look, man. I'm a I'm a DBZ guy. All right, You're super right, yeah, yeah, super sure. doesn't exist to me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. as far as I'm concerned, Gohan is still like pens there at the very 16. very end. Okay, yeah, we can't keep talking about this. Yeah, let, let's. I apologize. We should introduce the fourth person <laughs> on this podcast. I'm sorry. Yes, we got side a bit sidetracked there, but we are joined by Artemis. Uh, hey, good to be here. I think actually this is my first preview show. I don't think I've ever been on I, one. It might be, yeah. It might be the first time we had you on a preview You've show. You've definitely been on so. season wrap-up shows. Yeah, I've been on a wrap-up, yes. but I don't think I've been on a preview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is good then. You you now also get the opportunity to uh, put your speculation out there so that you can be proven wrong later <laughs> like the rest of us. <laughs> Look, uh, the, thing, the thing you have to remember and this is very important, is that you guys have shit taste. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I, I can't dispute this. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that is that's that is accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you have a better batting average than we do. Uh, but uh, and, anyway. And, and a lot of the stuff that you guys passed over, I introduced you to. That is true. That is true. Look, when... <laughs> we'll be vindicated in the end when at the end of the year Birdie the Wing Ratchet. is voted in as number one anime of the of twenty twenty two. Yeah. My now goodness. that we can't Yeah, uh, we can't have the anime of the year discussion yet. So let's uh <laughs> We're only halfway. Let's put that uh put that aside and get on to our summer twenty twenty two preview here. If this is your first time joining us for a preview show, we do not cover every single show. We have picked a list of things to talk about. There are too we... many. Yeah. Yep. Shows that we think that we uh, might have something to say, whether it be good or bad, on. And, uh, you know, stay tuned for our actual written first looks for mostly everything. We try to cover most everything when we do our written posts once things start airing, so... Let's kick things off, then, with returning series, mm-hmm. and we'll start with the 
strangely popular. The Devil is a Part-Timer. Season I feel two. like this is... I feel like this was big, like, five years ago or something. Right? This like, aired... Nine years ago. <laughs> Don't say that. I thought yes. I was. I thought I was over. I thought. I thought I was. Baby. I thought I was highballing when I said five years. You're telling yes. me it's the same age as Kill a Kill. Yes, this aired oh, nine geez. years ago. I actually went back and read the last post I wrote about it because I was writing weekly posts about this up until about halfway, oh. and, I, and then I dropped it. Oh my. Um, but yes, uh, this was. Kind of one of the early Mao Sama shows where the they you know the reverse isekai where the the demon king comes to earth and yep, yep. he turns out to be uh-huh, a pretty uh-huh. nice guy as he lives out his mundane life or whatever mm-hmm. and um, yes he works at fake McDonald's or McRonald's um, and okay I the show in my recalling from nine years ago watching it <laughs> it was okay i think sure. i think it, if i had to guess why it got popular probably because at the time it was a fairly novel idea and then, right time and place thing yeah and for some reason even nine years later it seems to be hotly anticipated that it's coming back but um for me, I ended up dropping it because it was, I mean, it was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, it was the boring. Was around when, when that show Working was also big. Yeah, it, my, my, my things were like it was boring and it wasn't like, and it specifically not really doing much with its concept in that like, the Demon King guy, like, they kind of flash back to his previous life, and he was actually apparently an evil Demon King that was murdering people and stuff. Like, the main girl hates him because he destroyed her village or something, right? And, like, okay. when he, but when he comes to Earth, there's, like, literally no reason why he has flipped over to being a nice guy. It's just like, okay, I guess he's a nice guy now. And... Well, cause it, but he has no powers either, so it's not like if he was an evil guy, he could actually do very much, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, so it's he doesn't really have his bad. powers. That's Should part of the put, hook. Putting like triple spicy on the fries. Yeah, yeah. And when, <laughs> and when I when I quit the show, it was like midway through the season. There was like a, the big mid season climax where he gets his powers back at least temporarily. And there's like they like destroy the city. And well, he he destroys the city trying to save the city, right? And then like. I'm thinking, oh man, this would be does, interesting. Does everybody go, ah, oh you, you, you Mao? Well, it would be interesting if like there was aftermath to that. Like he either kept his powers or the city was destroyed, and now there's like a new, st- and they just like do a magical finger snap, and everything goes back to the way it was. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go back to this same thing again. And that's when I dropped it. And so I can't tell you what happens in the second part, but I can probably make a pretty safe bet it's the same thing that was happening in the first part and probably the same thing that's going to happen in season two so um, well i i i watched the whole thing and i can tell you that i also don't know what happens i I forgot (laughs) Um, so it wasn't very exciting i do think the first half was a lot stronger than the second half i remember thinking that when i was when i was watching it um i like i'll watch season two just to see what it's like and i don't think forgetting 
the rest of season one will be much of a hindrance to that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just kind of, it felt kind of like shonen power-up oh, kind yeah. of stuff, going like battles and whatnot, I don't know. Yeah. It just like, got, it just got kind of, it got more boy. conventional. But yeah, what the- drew me to the series in the first place was that whole like, not that it was a re- reverse isekai, but like, it, I just like that kind of fish out of water comedy. Sure, right, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So if I'm they a, lean into this demon, again, but I gotta, I gotta work retail. Ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he shows right. up in modern day um, Japan, mm-hmm. and he's just like they're trying to. They don't know what police are. They don't know what like any fo- any of the food uh-huh. is. You know, Hell's they don't know fries. what rent is, stuff <laughs> right. like that. So <laughs> that to me is all kind of relatable. Having moved to several different countries mm-hmm. where I do not right. speak the language, but. Um, Kong Ming would figure out what rent is pretty quick. Uh, don't get me started on. <laughs> well, that's 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 like we, when we were, we were talking about this season with Kong Ming, right? Like it starts as a kind of fish out of water comedy, and then Kong Ming disappears for the second half. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll have that discussion next episode. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's interesting because you know, of course, the question as always is, why did it take this long? Like, if this was a popular show that was yeah. well liked at the time, hmm, you know. Right. Was it based why... on? A, I assume it was based on some light novels, right? Uh, I think so. Yes. Did, yeah. did, did, did the light novels like finish suddenly? Like, did the person uh, take a hiatus? Or... In twenty twenty, it seems. Okay. I see. So and maybe... then there was, and then there was COVID, right? So. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, then I could definitely see this as either, you know, capitalizing on that, or it could even just be as simple as well. The novel series is done, so now. <clears throat> now is the time to do an adaptation so we can gas the novel sale right. some more. Right? Could have also yeah. been a situation where, like, core staff was busy doing other things, and only now was when they could get them all back together. I mean, that shit, is an right? astounding amount of dedication to integrity if they were willing to wait nine years right. for the exact <laughs> same staff to get I back together I do have to wonder, that, but though it's a different studio, which... I see. Brings up the, is going from White Fox to Three Hertz an upgrade or a downgrade? I mean, uh, a side grade. grade. Like, it's a it side depends grade. What, Come on, uh, let's be honest. It depends what what version of uh, Three Hertz right. you're getting. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like with that sort of situation, it always depends really heavily on how much of the staff is is being carried over, right? Because, right. You well, know, I'm, I'm seeing here this, it's the same director. Because like yeah, a lot could, of these things. Oh like, no, sorry, it's the same writer, not the same director. Oops. Right, because because oftentimes a lot of these studio shifts happen because of like scheduling, mm-hmm. because of like a lot of the manpower available, but much of the core staff is still there, right? I mean, yeah, you know, example of a, a show that we'll probably be talking about in a future preview, you know, podcast uh-huh. is like Vinland Saga. Uh, the anime is getting moved from Studio Wit to Mappa, right. but the writer, director, key anime, basically the staff is almost core like staff, yeah. identical, like down to mm-hmm. the last man. All that's changed is like the the overall studio that's handling it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think for better or worse, right? Like the change in studio doesn't really tell us as much as it, we might want compared to you yeah, know, looking yeah, at yeah. the staff. And that's if it's true. the same staff, then you know what? I guess for all the Mao heads out there, you <laughs> uh-huh. know, they're probably in good hands, right? If it's the exact same people who did yeah. it before, some of them, yeah. I think I think if they lean more into the comedy than the action, then it will be like a safe bet. I don't know if it'll yeah. be good, but it'll be safe. Like it'll be sure. fine. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, in, I in a lot of ways, right? Like so much has changed in the last nine years that you tell me that oh, this show's coming back. I'm like, whatever. That's not like even the worst possible thing that could be airing at yeah. the moment. 
I don't I don't anticipate that it'll be awful. It's just you know would it be interesting enough to pull me back in? Uh, probably not. Right. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, all right. Let's talk about another popular property. Uh huh. Yeah. We'll talk about uh, Ruby Ice Queendom. Oh, is... Ruby! You mean from the hit game Blaze Blue Cross Tag <laughs> Battle? <laughs> yes. Oh, um. So this is interesting because, well, how would you describe the original Ruby series? I mean, uh, Ruby web what, animated series, right? Yes, it's, Ruby. It's a, it's a fantasy action, right? Yeah, basically, yeah, I mean, or science, but as science far fantasy, as the, if you prefer. As far as like I mean, the format. Fantasy. It's like a CG. Animated. Yeah, so it, so it was oh, an all yeah. it was an all CG web series. Uh, right. Originally, I mean, still own, right? still created by you know Rooster Teeth to this day. But yes, the the kind of primary creative push behind it was a web animator named Monty Ohm, uh, who unfortunately passed away. Uh, I guess actually probably quite a while ago at this point. Twenty fifteen. Right? Yes, twenty fifteen. Uh, Monty Ohm uh, was. He he was an animator's animator. Uh, he was a dude idea. who, like, in a lot of ways, was not. This man did not care about story, or characters, <laughs> or or music, or world building. What he wanted to do was animate cool looking fights. Like that right. was his priority at the end of the day. And you know, God bless him to his dying breath. That's what he did. And he was, you know, what I'll give him credit. He was for CG animation. He was pretty damn good at it. You know, I think he was doing a lot of stuff in CG animation that even, like, modern CG anime studios now are only really catching up to, right? Like, your Studio Oranges and Sons Agains of the world. Right. Um, as for the series itself, you know, it, it was very... It's a very... As someone who's only watched a few episodes of it, it is a very, you know, young adult... <laughs> girls fight bad guys uh-huh. sort of uh, right. show, yeah, right? That's fair. Um, you know where where everybody has like cool weapons, like transforming scythes and shotgun gauntlets and such. Right. But, I watched uh, like I don't know how many seasons I watched. It's been a long time since I've seen. Oh, okay, it. so and you I watched never... full seasons. Okay. I watched like three or four seasons of it. Wow. Okay. So like you you went past even past the Monty Ohm era then. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Okay. But there are like what eight now or more. There's so idea. many. Yeah. There, it's, there it's... And so I don't like I no longer know what's happened with the story. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see how it will be adapted. Yeah. By, so can by you shaft? Or... Right. So if, <laughs> yeah. if you're more familiar with it, could you tell us like is this is this an original like story or is this an I, adaptation? I actually of... don't know. I think. So from what I've been, I don't know if anybody knows, but from what I can tell, it's going to be an adaptation. And the, the, the big difference is now it's like traditional anime. Like, so Shaft is making it. Sure. So right, it's no yeah. longer CG. It's going to yeah. be, I know, you know. I know. All I know is that it's not like a direct sequel to anything. So it's not like only oh, for okay. fans of the original Web it is the same characters. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's, so, I think it's going to be the same story, but just... Yeah, in, in a different format. In traditional, and, in traditional right. anime form. And and they may make some changes to the storyline or characters, I don't know. Um, but it should be fine fit, kind of anyone to just jump in. Right. This is also something notable, because other than Shaft, um, this is another one of the things where they just slapped Urbuchi's name on it. Oh, really? Uh, Toru <laughs> Bukata is writing the oh, scripts. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, there was. Yeah, I have uh, feelings about that. Who K worked on the uh, the character designs? Oh, Mr. Blackrock Shooter himself. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Although they don't, they don't look like his usual style, well, which is interesting. I mean, but they are probably working. They have, I mean, they have to probably keep it somewhat faithful to the original designs, right? So. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just the art style uh, is mm, is like. Yeah different than his usual weird uh very very specific he has a very identifiable right. uh, yes, <laughs> art style if you think of like black rock shooter if you see like the concept art for steins gate or stuff like that like it's very distinct right. but so, um, yeah i guess it kind of leaves us in kind of in a weird place right because i guess in theory this is meant to be for people who like looked at ruby and looked at the like cg animation and went that's not for me i guess this is meant to be maybe a more more appealing to the taste of like you know your your more typical anime fan right but like yeah mm-hmm. I don't know yeah there, you know yeah like there's stuff about it right that's like yes yeah, like the, the the you know the the script writer involved and such that kind of yeah. yeah I'm curious right. I'm curious enough to give it a try so I'm we'll see what happens. reading on the ANN forums <laughs> that uh, the first two episodes will recap the first two seasons of Ruby. And huh, then okay. it will go into uh, an original. That's quite a lot to recap. Okay, and then it'll, and then it'll take an original direction from there. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. I wonder if my enthusiasm gonna... just dipped a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Are they? Are you think they're going to have all the like original like insert songs from the original uh, 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 web series? Right, like the. Uh... Were there a lot of insert songs? Yeah. Well, actually, they were, right? Yes, I, think, I am yeah. only aware of this because, again, okay, let me be clear. Other than a few episodes of this and some of Monty Ohm's old, like, right. web now, see, videos, I remember Monty Ohm's old animation set to the Zone of the Enders 2 opening. Right, right, or the one where, like, the Halo fights the dead or alive girl or something, right? <laughs> yeah. But, um, the only other, like, point of reference I have for Ruby is, again, the Arxis fighting game, uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, in which the Ruby characters were in fact featured as part of the crossover. Yeah. And uh, for each Ruby character that was featured in the game, they were accompanied by a vocal insert song. Okay. Uh, that, to my understanding, each one was kind of considered like their vocal theme. I see. That like plays when they do cool stuff. Got it, got no, it. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll have to carry that over in some form. Right. right. Like, so yeah. I assume. Like that must so right. It's like so you know. It's the sort of thing of like, are we gonna have, have this anime where all these like girls are talking in Japanese and then suddenly you're gonna have like this English rock song kick in or something? Honestly, <laughs> that rules though. Yeah, no, no, I think that's I think that's totally fine. It's just I think it'll be uh... that'll be fun if they can pull it off. But yeah, as we may talk about later, music licensing can be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I have a feeling it's going to at least look good, I hope. Sure, but, uh, you know. Let's move along. All right, we're already going to start unpacking this one. Uh, All right, well, now to talk woo! about the other uh, uh, anime Oof. adaptation coming out this season that's oh, going to no. have everybody tugging oh, on their collar. So. We can just. <laughs> we don't have. We have the return of Made in Abyss. <laughs> you yes. guys didn't have to do make this show. It's fine. We made in, made in Abyss. Alone. Made in Abyss, the Golden City of the Scorching Sun, or season yes. two, if you will. We are um, continuing the journey. So, so just just for just to refresh everybody, Made in Abyss was a the season one was very critically and commercially successful, from what I understand. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. I watched. I personally watched season one. I did not watch the movies, which uh-huh. I, I don't didn't know how, either. I don't so know how here's... much. 
that's going to change things. <laughs> but and I put down our pieces. As far <laughs> as before, before we get just uh, just to finish, kind of recapping what it is. It's a of course. It's a it's a it's a pretty unique fantasy setting type of thing about this girl and her robot buddy going to the yeah. bottom of this abyss. Except mm-hmm. uh, the abyss is very dangerous and not a good place to be. And, right. Um, it's very it can get very violent and intense and i think for me personally well probably for a lot of people it creeps all the way up to the line of mm-hmm. the line of you know things on one that are side, acceptable to do to children yeah <laughs> on one side on it's yeah. yeah on one uh, on on the one side of the line is this very intense emotionally compelling you know story and on the other side is this is torture porn um Mm -hmm. and it creeps about as close as you can possibly get to that line yes uh in season one Mm -hmm. and now we are well i i can't speak on the movies but we are now facing season two and i know iro and g having read the manga at least in part i've not uh, seen the movie but i know precisely the events of the movie i know you have some thoughts about the upcoming i i would say that the events covered in the movie are the show stepping up to and onto the line and then ending in a place where i would be totally content and not going any further because i think after those events it could be stepping past the line yes uh i think in many ways the the movie uh, which is cover which which is covering um, important story events. And in fact, I mm-hmm. will probably need to make it clear here to in case for people who do not know, you will need to watch the movie to understand the events of season two. Yeah, like, okay. that's like, good to know. The movie is not optional. This is not a tiger and bunny situation. The movie is explicitly required viewing. It's like my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's you have to watch the movie. Shit. No, this, 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 because here's the thing. The movie arguably covers what should have been <laughs> end of season one. The crowning moment of Made in Abyss thematically and narratively. Right. Like the yeah, absolute The, the end ahead. of season one, while very powerful, is like kind of like a random place to stop. It, en- it, feels it like. ends on a like and so the adventure continues tone. Right. Right. Uh, and Yeah. The movie is where that adventure continues toward. It is in fact right. extremely important and it, it's like I cannot right. overstate, like as as someone like Ira who used to like really adore Made in Abyss, mm-hmm. the things the movie covers are extremely good and extremely important and also, to the characters, yes. but also extremely upsetting. Uh, yes, extremely upsetting. Um, yes, deeply disturbing. Just also, like um, yes, I I continue to argue that like those events are. The last time in Made in Abyss where it is upsetting in the way that's like in genuinely in service it, to it earns the greater it. Yes. Like, like story beat. The movie is yes, the maybe the last time Made in Abyss just barely justifies its torture porn with like the new like, like the pathos that it deserves. Um And so yeah, it's yeah. a very it's a very good thematic capstone to the story that is made in Abyss. It is not the end, of course, right? I mean we are getting season two here. But the final sort of confrontation with um, Bondry. the the figure that Nanachi spoke of that mm-hmm. ter- made her who she is, they confront that individual in the film, 
and like a it's Destiny Warlock ass. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, look, I mean, here, okay. So here's the thing: we're talking about if we, if we want to talk about anime dads. Uh, we could tell you about maybe the worst anime dad in the history oh of fiction, and yeah. that is Bon Drew the White Whistle, who is maybe like legitimately the worst. The wor- the worst, the worst father figure, like uh, <laughs> I, I have ever had the displeasure of watch, reading in a in a piece of fiction. Yeah. Um. But here's the thing: a Bondrude is a problem, but b Bondrude dresses very cool. Yes. It's just main uh, abyss. You go, wow, the visual design in this is uh, really <laughs> incredible. Oh, don't do that with that. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's a movie aside. I think the reason there's a lot of trepidation from Iro and I about uh, season two is because season two is going to be tasked with a very unenviable task of, well, after that really amazing, memorable climax, <laughs> where the hell do we go from here? Right. And the show's answer is going to be... <sighs> I, I will admit, there are aspects of this next season that when I read in the manga actually deeply fascinated me. It, it is that thing that reminds you that, like, e- even at his, like, you know, at his worst, <laughs> Tsukushi, the, uh-huh. the original writer of Made in Abyss, is a very, is a very interesting world builder. Mm-hmm. He has a really strong knack for interesting imagery and, and, and narrative, and I think when he earns, when he earns it, he he's very good at deploying upsetting imagery in the right places, and there's yeah. aspects of that you will still see in season two. But I think in a lot of ways, season two is sort of where that ratio gets unbalanced, where it starts just becoming like I don't want to say mas- masturbatory, I, but like I start asking like, what was the point of this one? Right? Yeah, yeah. It starts getting like egregious in a way that like feels less like it's narratively appropriate and more like he just wanted to watch like horrible things happen horrible yeah. like horrible physical trauma inflicted That's, on children right some like shock just pure shock value right yeah like, just no. like hey do you want to like see the ways in which uh we can just like bend and break this child's body yeah like, ooh, oh mm, no no <laughs> here we go so no. so i can assume then that we're not gonna kind of be like well and they lived happily ever after uh, <laughs> All right. Well, no. I guess, I... and yet I'm still in... I'm still I'm still interested in it because I don't know. It's Made in Abyss is such an interesting like work. It is like, unique. It, th- there is really uh, nothing else like it. I mean, the most recent chapter of the manga. Oh yeah, that was a good chapter. Like, was legitimately a great chapter. Yeah, but also uh, that chapter was good because it was like. Let's go stand see alone. what you have a standalone. Yeah. Let's go see what people who aren't suffering at the bottom of the abyss are up to. <laughs> right. Yes. So yeah, it's it's a tough thing of like I don't know. It's it's hard to recommend, or it's not that it's hard to recommend, but it's more like it, I guess it really depends on what you came to Made in Abyss for is going yeah. to heavily t- like tilt whether season two is for you or not. And I think that if you are still not sure, I would recommend to watch the movie and then yeah. sort of check your feelings at the door at the end of the movie and be like, well, how, how, how did I feel about what I just watched? And if you think that 
that was enough trauma inflicted on you, then congratulations, you've hit... You know, just like the Abyss. Many explorers of the Abyss decide that they do not all they do not go down to the bottom, right? Every abyss dweller decides what is their limit. <laughs> right. And you can only go so far. Yeah. You, the viewer, will, will get to decide that after watching the movie. All right. Well, I guess the main takeaway is if you're planning on watching this, watch the movie. That's yes. not a, that's you have to do that. Which I do think it's I do think it's on streaming somewhere. Whether I, think so. I don't remember if it's on Crunchyroll or High Dive. Might, be on, might but... be on Sentai, yeah, on, on if... High Dive, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I think High Dive has it for some reason, but... Oh, okay, um, weird, sure. Yeah, I'd, it's, I think even, even even season one, I think your tolerance is going to be... If, you do, if you're not ready to see some really yes. upsetting things, you should just not watch, just skip the series altogether. Like, it's, it's, it's a good series, but if you're not, like, Prepared, ready to yeah. emotionally handle that or yeah i, I mean i would yeah. say like i mean because the thing is it is both a physical and an emotional thing right because like yeah. there are moments that are like not upsetting because of the grotesque imagery but for example when like you know reg euthanizes midi with you know the hyper beam at the end of season one it's like if emotionally that mm-hmm. is all you can handle then i would not recommend going for yeah her. And I know, I know. For me personally, I'm like at a point right now where I don't, I don't want to see suffering on screen that much right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, I'll definitely look into at least watching the movie. And yeah, there's also the unfortunate thing goes, of like but... depending on how the season goes, Made in Abyss might be one of the only things that like. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, keeping an I, eye on. I, yeah, we'll see. We will see. Ugh, but... Yeah. All right, let's move along. Uh, let's. I, I wanted to give a shout out to Kakegurui Twin, okay. which is not coming out in, more in Netflix. It's Hell. not. It, well, it is, and it's not. Yeah. It's so this is this is based it's, off of the yeah. like prequel spinoff manga. I see. Which is focused on Mary, who I don't think is a good choice to make your main character. Oh, Mary, um, she's Mary. become she's become like a fan favorite though i think yeah yes mary mary <laughs> yeah uh old uh netflix subtitle joke but um yeah so this is like before the main character yumiko shows up at the crazy gambling school and how uh it's like more of mary's story how she mm-hmm. uh, got mixed up in all of this for me i feel like mary is like if there are any characters that can be described as the sensible one in Kakagurui, <laughs> she might, she might, uh, she might be the closest thing to that. So I don't know if that's what I want from a series with this. Um, but right, because I mean, every time you talked about Kakagurui on the podcast, it was always the... like, "Here's this ridiculous gambling yeah. game." They're playing and I do this think week. there are still some ridiculous gambling <laughs> games, but I don't know if the tone is going to be different or whatever. Sure. We'll have to see the. I, I it's just watching the PV something feels slightly off to me. I don't know if it's like a different hmm. staff or whatever, but um, but who knows? Maybe it'll be it'll still be fun. It might often. still be the same old anime trash you remember. Yes, <laughs> I'm I'm coming to this anime for trash. If it does not deliver trash, I will be disappointed. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> this, this is this is a case where we want it to be anime trash. Right. Exactly. So we'll see. 
Um, I also just wanted to give a shout out on on Peter's behalf for Shadows House season two, right. which is happening. I remember them this... saying that uh, the staff did not expect that this show would get season two. Uh, so... It did uh, apparently it did pretty well, but yes, well, uh, good for a, them. Then, as a refresher, uh, this is like the gothic horror slice of life show right people have like shadow copies of themselves yeah where where these you know rich people have shadow versions of themselves as servants and like the main girl befriends her shadow friend and it's both fun and lighthearted and very creepy at the same time um i did like the episode or two i watched i just never it was in whatever that was that was was, like the jam-packed season wasn't yeah that one season like was it two or three seasons ago now that was just like so many good shows and i just did not have time to watch it but shout out to uh to shadow's house so okay all right well with all wow. the, the the sequels out of the way out yes. with the old and with the new oh yes yeah, all th- the those new are, those shows are all, those this... are all the sequels yep there are no yeah, more sequels yeah, let's yeah. go lots of yes yes every show in the next up, upcoming here is definitely new it has not been around for yeah <laughs> over a decade decades <laughs> Let's talk about new anime happening. Yes. Uh-huh. So uh, let's start with uh, Yorai Deco. This mm-hmm. is the new um, Science Saru project. Yes. I feel like that which, alone is enough to. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I was not even aware Science Saru was working on something yeah. new other than. Um, what was his movie? Inu the, O. The, Inu O. That's the Yuasa like movie. Yeah. So. Whether it, this does not involve Yuasa, correct? So I, yeah, I was gonna say I assume that Yuasa is not, not involved with this. But uh, is at least uh, what's her name involved? No, this is directed by. Um, oh wait, then <laughs> by Tomohisa Shimoyama, okay. who uh, has worked on Doraemon, sure, and Devilman Crybaby, and okay, uh, so a space science da- star, space dandy stuff. Okay, yeah. So whether it involves Yuasa or not their works are always very at the at the very least interesting right true yes they Mm -hmm. they pick they pick interesting material they have they usually have very distinct weird art styles or something right my uh, my understanding is this is based on huckleberry finn what yeah, it's a Bro- very, very broadly. Okay, I would say broadly. Okay. That's a very loose. Um, sure. So, what's the maybe... actual premise then? Like, is it... so? It's it's like a, it's like a VR hackers type of, uh, uh VR world type of thing. Damn, they're trying on. to. Everybody's trying to. Everyone's trying to step on um, on on Hosoda's, Hosoda's turf yeah. these days, huh? Civil Wars, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it, it does have a very sort of very colorful, distinct, you know, sure, weird out there mm. art style. Um, I don't really know if there's a whole lot more that we know about it um, that makes sense <laughs> from reading the description. Okay. Other than this girl basically... It's investigating ki- ghosts. Yeah, they're, they're looking for ghosts or something in the VR world or whatever. Ghosts in the what. machine, you might say? Yeah, yeah perhaps. And, um, you know, it's very visually interesting. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. the, it's the kind of thing where until, I guess, we get... Until uh, we actually see it, we're probably not really going to make any right. kind of... Uh, oh, wait, no. Guys, you yep. you really buried the lead here. I've, uh-huh. 
series okay. composition. Yep. Dai Sato. I was about to bring it up, man. Dai Sato of listeners' fame. Uh, so, oh, okay, yeah. so like, on one hand, Dai Sato, I don't think he's a particularly great writer and such. The other person listed for scripts is Kimiko Ueno, who has written, who wrote some of the best episodes of Space Dandy, Colonel Tuesday, BNA, Little Witch Academia. Oh, the good writer, yes. <laughs> yes. The writer wrote all the like really funny episodes of those shows. Uh, well, now then the problem is, well, which of the two is... Right. Yeah, Dai Sato I mean, is the one who's credited for main truck driver, right? So. The, the, the PV for this looks a lot more like kind of lighthearted and fun mm-hmm. than... Uh, that even listeners really like it, yeah. it. It doesn't look like it's taking itself too seriously. At least don't based bring on the that title into this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, maybe it'll be fun and look cool. And... Maybe this will be another show where we really like the Kim Kuhn episodes. Or, or yes, there'll be like two or three very specific episodes mm. written by that writer that are good and the rest of it will be trash so uh we'll that's what see. i'm betting on <laughs> Oof. yeah at minimum with science star it'll look good right yeah the pv like the pv looks like it's very it's very visually interesting and cool to look i don't at. know man i'm just over here being like where's azo ken season two mm. Mm. Man, i don't really know good, huh? we want more kind of money <laughs> Yes, I, I don't know. That does raise more wisdom. That does kind of that does kind of raise an interesting question with with Science Sorrow being around for a while now. How many actual good shows have they made? Uh, I mean, so again, this is this is one of those things where then you need to make the distinction between Science Sorrow and Yuasa, right? Okay, please like... please do make that distinction because I like one and not the other. which one you'll have to tune it no i don't know um yeah i have mixed feelings look we all know japan sinks fucking sucked yes thank you you know yuasa's name was attached to that so i know and ever since then his name has been irreparably how did he make the best show and the worst show of that year who knows yeah Uh. although artemis you never did watch azoken right no, I did watch the first couple episodes. I only stopped because I just didn't have time at that point. I, I yeah, didn't need to keep watching. I just never quite got around to right. it. Yeah, because that show was pretty good. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's uh move along to uh the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Okay. Speaking of dad anime. Kinomatsuri. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Apparently. I was like, Gel, season two of Hinamatsuri, You should have said something sooner. Yeah, the 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 premise on paper is vaguely similar to Hinamatsuri in that there is a Yakuza dude who is charged with uh, babysitting a little girl. Um, specifically, uh, it's a little bit different because this dude actually is apparently a actual Yakuza like killer uh-huh. guy uh-huh. and uh, not a fraud like uh, the dude in Hinamatsuri, but um, and he is. <laughs> Tasked with uh, babysitting his boss's daughter, who uh-huh. does not have psychic powers, so sure. Um, so yeah, I thought, it, I thought it sounded more like um, the the anime that we all deserved from um, Way of the House Husband. 
Right. Yeah, I think I think they're kind of going more in that direction, right? Yeah, um, it sounded it sounded like it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Yakuza dad anime. That's kind of sure. what we're going for here. Which sure. Um, my only, well, uh, first of all, I do want to mention. Do you bring it up? It is this. It is the same studio as. Wait, Matsuri. really? It is Feel. Oh, yes. Oh, man. But uh, they're also working with uh, Gaina, which is Gainax with oh missing God. an X. Wait, are you for real? Fukushima yes. Gainax, right? Wait, Formerly yes, Fukushima which is now, Yes, which is now known as just Gaina, which is Gainax. If Kanye with an X. West can change his name to Ye, then Gainax can surely just say Gaina. <laughs> okay, yes. I'm, I'm going to be. Okay, so I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm not doing a bit here. I had <laughs> no idea. That Gynax created a fake Gynax with the X taken off of the end. Are, okay, is this a... so I don't remember all the details exactly. Ira, you might remember more than me. But for oh, in goodness. the midst of their myriad of legal and financial troubles, they had to like create a separate Gynax, which was... Uh, Fukushima Gynax. Fukushima Gynax. Gynax. Uh, and that Fukushima Gynax, which is now... Entirely independent of original Gynax. Yes, it was bought out by a different company several years ago. Yes, so they're they're a completely different company now. They chose to rename themselves just Gyna, which is Gynax without the X at the end. Yep. And they are the su- <laughs> they are the supporting co studio with Feel on this anime. <laughs> right. If they are even capable of making anime, I don't know. I thought Gynax grew tomatoes now, but. Um, <laughs> I think that was main Gynax and not Fukushima Gynax. Oh, <laughs> Who knows? Man. But uh, I can't keep track of it all. But you know, I was, I was. Other, other than that, I was about to do a bit about how all these like Yakuza dad anime are just trying to like fruitlessly live up to the standards set by one Kiryu Kazuma, the Dragon of Dojima. <laughs> but then, the longer I thought about it, the more I realized that maybe Kiryu is a bit of a Goku situation in which Kiryu is neither really a good dad or a good Yakuza. Right. Like, true. <laughs> that is true. Like he has a good he has a good heart. And his attention. We, we love Kiryu, but is he a good we dad? Or, yes. But I don't know if you could call a man whose uh child ward has been kidnapped no less than once per game entry uh-huh. yeah. a good dad. Yeah. Now I do believe well, Gaina is the one who's maintaining we swear but everybody we're doing blue uru and oh they really really? yes yes they are the ones that that have their name attached to uh gunbuster 3 so god just just let it die just let it go just just let it guess let go guys anyway back to uh the yakuza babysitting thing here um the concept is fine sure sign me up for dad anime with yakuza dudes but uh I don't know, like, watching the PV, it's, like, almost seems too, like, sentimental and serious to me. Like, Oh, yeah? You want they're some, actually like, taking it way comedy. too serious? You want yeah, like, or, like, like it's comedy. still... Yeah, like, I I feel like this would work better, as I often do, as a dirtbag comedy or thing, right? Like, Hina, like Hinamatsuri or something like that. And it feels like this is, like, they're taking it maybe a little too seriously. But, hmm. you know, I'm basing that off of a minute right. and a half video or whatever also i don't so. know if i can believe if this guy here is the yakuza dad that i'm looking at in this pv this dude's no demon 
Like this yeah. is this is a dude Kiryu would beat up in a random side quest, like with like zero effort. Like, dude, like dude, like pretending to be a yakuza or something. Yeah, right? and then, like yeah, gets, yeah. from Akadama Drive. This guy's not even seven feet tall. Like, <laughs> uh, is this like um? Oh God, what was that? There was a show like a year or two ago where, where there was like a bunch of dudes who were supposed to be like a street gang and they, they were like, Oh my god, oh. Westgate Park, yes, Westgate yes. Park, the one that was like, Don't Hiram do drugs, Bro City, yeah, yeah, they were, yeah. yeah, they were supposed to be like hardcore gangsters and they're like, Don't do right, drugs, like, and the cops the are narc friends, gangsters <laughs> yes. who are friends with cops. <laughs> Uh, maybe it's maybe it's that kind of situation. I don't know, but well, maybe anyway. it's maybe it's more like skate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, oh those skaters are making trouble. The cops sure are on those skaters' oh, asses Jesus. trying to get him. Oh, oh, let's skaters. Oh, Another yeah. show we cannot dredge up again. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I feel like ba- I feel like basically all of these next like five shows I'm going to talk about are shows that have the only I put them on the list because they have what sounds like a, a potentially good premise but they're probably going to be bad. So yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's probably Well, I don't th- I I'm going to guess that at most this will be boring. So. Yep. Let's just move on. Yep. Call me over the head. <laughs> uh. Let's talk about uh <laughs> Uncle from Another World. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, again, I, I kind of like this premise. Uh-huh. So this is about a dude who goes into a coma and gets isekai'd yep. when he's a teenager, and he's isekai'd for 17 years, Uh-huh. and the show picks up yep. with him waking up after he's been isekai'd and returning to the real world. Uh-huh. Yes. And now he's just a sad uh-huh. 30-something-year-old man who mm-hmm. his nephew has to take care of. Yep. And, um... I think that could be a good concept for a comedy. So uh, I, I, I have read, or a parody. I have read some of a certain of the series manga of this back okay. a few years ago when I did that big East Kai post. I okay. read some of this. Uh, you're going to tell us that it's terrible. How do you feel about a lot of jokes about the Mega Drive versus Super Nintendo console war? Oh, all the time. Going that route. Yeah. Oh, like there's like a lot the, uh... of he wakes up and he's like, "Wow, I heard the Sega Saturn was coming out. We should buy a Sega Saturn so I could play okay. all of my favorite Sega Saturn games." Well, fuck that's that not Nintendo, the worst... right? That's not the worst direction. And that then this could it have like, tells stories about the hot elf ladies he met or whatever. Right. And okay, that's more of the worst direction. It looked the the PV looked very just kind of dialogue driven, but I don't know if the whole story's like that or if it was just like a scene. Yeah, I mean, is there a I lot of flashing much, back to but... the? Is there a lot of like flashing back to his hot elf harem or something? Like, I think the I don't jo- know. I, f- I feel like the joke was mostly that like they all were like, "You're so ugly." Oh right, because he does. He is. Uh... Not drawn as your or it's like there's also uh, I think there, there was also jokes of like because he was East Kai before everybody knew what East Kai was he like obliv- <laughs> obliviously stumbles past all the East Kai tropes and oh, doesn't right. know how to deal with them a true pioneer in the industry right uh, <laughs> right 
Uh, he'll be well, like, I don't know why this elf was doing this stuff. And then his nephew is like, well, based on obvious Sky trope, she was trying to get in your pants. And he's like, right, I don't know what you're talking about. That's ridiculous. Right. That's funny. Um, well, it sounds funny. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this would be a good premise if they went all the way and made it into like a true parody. Right. right. But it doesn't sound like it's going to go that far. Yeah, it, it might not. Probably way closer to the like, let's say it's a the, joke. It, by just like, re- referen- like reference jokes, right? Yeah. Like, just, it's, you know, hey guys, you remember this thing? Isn't that funny? Like that mm-hmm. kind of joke. Reference jokes yeah. are fine, but they can't make up the whole entire series. R- right. Right. But that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying is if they, if they go in too hard on that, where that's just every joke, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'll. I'll give it an episode. It's Um, probably better than other isekai that are not on this list. Yes. And there are plenty this season that I saw from the the anime list. Yes, the many actually bad actual isekai shows that we cut up from this list are, I'm sure, much worse. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Let me... Before... Before anyone looks at the art for this, let okay, me right. let me explain the premise of Engage Kiss okay. and how it sounds cool, and then you can look at the art. <laughs> so, okay. the idea, the the premise behind this is that mankind has found some kind of new energy resource or something, okay, but okay. It, but mining it has unleashed demons. Oh man, it's like Dimension Earth. W, like. And so they have to uh, they hire a bunch of private military companies to fight the demons. And the main dude has his small struggling PMC, and he's totally broke. Hey, so why and is this titled Engage Kiss? He runs this with his ex-girlfriend, some demon girl with a sword, and a nun named Sharon Holy Grail. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm like, all right, this all so sounds good. Do they have to kiss and... him to power up to fight the demons? Um, No, we haven't, at least not have, that we've seen so far. But then I looked at like the art and stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, it's very cute. The demon girl with the sword looks like she's 12, uh, and... Because, of course, she does. This is just standard shit at this point. Yeah, it's very... I I mean, it is A1 Pictures, and, like, as far as, like, the animation and, like, what I'm seeing in the PV, I get some, like, tact opus uh, Destiny vibes from... Uh, from, I'm uh, reading this is totally related to a, uh, the Engage Kill smartphone game by Square Enix, so... Just oh, like okay. Tact Opus Destiny. This is totally yes. trying to shill a, a gotcha game. So I think that's the energy they're going for. Um, you know, Tact Opus wasn't that bad. <laughs> and that show was a, that show was alright. Is this yeah, an itchy show? Um, I, I don't know I don't if it's think overtly, it's being, but... I don't think okay. it's being built as that, no. Um, uh, I, think, I think they are trying to go the... Tact Opus Destiny route. I just don't like the they art. They still want to sell one. you on like pretty anime ladies, right? Yeah. Like it's still a core element of this, clearly. Ba- yeah. Based on this, int- this, this but l- looking at the art style that I've only just looked up, it looks like the core element, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm watching this preview and it's like, here's the, here's girl A. Let's show her in a. Vaguely suggestive position. Here's girl B. Let's show her in a vaguely suggestive position. Here's girl right. C. Oh, I gotta fight demons! 
yeah. by kissing. I think they might yep. transform by kissing him. Probably. Um, that would make sense. So, anyway. I don't... Uh, <laughs> We could only hope that this would be anywhere near as good as Tact Opus Destiny, a show that is like a 6 or 7 out of 10. <laughs> so. A 6 or 7 out of 10 with like 8 or 9 out of 10 action scenes sometimes. Right. Yeah. That occasionally bumps itself up to, to that level. But Tact Opus right. Destiny was only a 6 or 7 out of 10 because we had like a casino. Right. And we had yeah. like. Get guns. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we had an American diner and yeah. like yeah. you know, like that's why like without those it would have been a five. Come on. Exactly. No, that's I true. completely I completely agree. Yep. Fake anime America is always a hoot. Yes. That did that did that did carry a lot of weight in that series. That oh and their God. complete disregard for the protagonist. Yes. But uh Right. A dude yeah. sucked so hard that he fucking died at the end. And I was like, good. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, well, we'll see how that one goes. Uh All right. Let's talk about Extreme Hearts. Extreme. Um, So, this is a show about girls playing sports and their regular sports, but they they have uh, special gear that basically gives them superpowers. Okay, all right. Okay. And... I'm like, I, once again, I'm like, okay, sure. You know, superpower sports anime. Maybe this will be the birdie wing of uh, summer 2022. And then, again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you look at the uh, look at the art, and you realize this is by all the staff of the of uh, Magical Girl, Lyrical, Nanaha, and Dog this, Days. This looks moy as fuck. That's, and yes. not in a good, I'm, not, I'm not using it as a compliment. Right. Yes. I would say Nanaha... It's not necessarily a negative indicator based on my understanding of Nanoha. But my um, understanding of Nanoha is, is mostly like they I, I have... they put gun magazines into their magic staffs and pull the trigger three times to juice up the staff with enough magic to shoot a big yeah, laser for... beam. Yeah, for me personally the good does not outweigh the bad on Nanoha. Okay, uh, I wouldn't know. Or, I've I've only uh, seen uh, a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the, if you can you can cherry pick some cool things out of Nanoha okay. for sure. Like that that's that's true. I don't I don't personally think on on a, on balance that it's very good, but um, gotcha. and, and because it does because Nanoha is very specifically trying to pull from like mm-hmm. like. Super Sentai and like that kind of yeah, thing, yeah, right? But shonen and and, and right. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. And and regardless of whatever this team works on, they all all the characters look the same. Like yep. they have the very extremely cute, huge-eyed uh, uh-huh. little girls, um, which is not really working for me. Oh, either. I see that they um, are also idols in this show. I think there is some element to that, yes. Not only so, are they every sports team ever, they're also idols. Right. So <laughs> uh so my my hopes are not high that this is going to be the birdie wing of the right. summer twenty. Just because I am enjoying Birdie Wing doesn't mean I'll enjoy just any old show where some anime girl does does sport some ridiculous uh right? it's like it's take not, on sports. It's not the the anime girl does sport that I like about Birdie Wing. It's 
it's right the the degree of silliness involved the spectacle right so uh that said i guess nanaha is still a thing i was yeah, curious I about that they're they're still doing that still trucking i'm kind of wondering nanaha. what I, I was i was curious what this team has been doing and they've basically been like alternating nanaha and uh dog days since like is dog day still going or something on, like uh, I don't know if they've done anything on that recently, but it, I'm just saying within the, the past, uh, you know, 15 years, that's uh, basically what they've been doing. I guess so. it's a gig. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Okay. Climb to club well, me over the head. It's time. Strap me down. Bring in the power drill. It's time for us to talk about the Lucifer and Biscuit Hammer. If I had a dollar, I wrote. Every time, uh, every time, like if you just control F the Discord chat, yeah. not wrong. And Biscuit Hammer. Yeah. In fact, even if you just scrolled through the podcast and listened up for Biscuit Hammer, I'm sure I would be a very rich woman. Very rich woman. We are in some ways we are known for being fans here at the Glorio yeah. of Lucifer and Biscuit Hammer. I think anime. we literally got I mean, a comment somewhere that was like. I don't know anything about Biscuit Hammer, but I know that those folks over at Gloria are probably excited right now. Yeah, I mean, Iroh, I... you literally have the Swordfish Knight as your profile picture. I have, um, I have single-handedly willed the show into existence, and my will was not powerful enough. <laughs> so, you have completed the ritual. Yeah, go, go ahead, Arvis. Like, if, if, if you, Iroh, had not mentioned this... <laughs> anime uh, manga sorry specifically so many times yeah, so it, it's, it's it would like not even be on my watch list because i read the premise and i was like oh, okay i guess yep yep I, look i yeah can't, can't so argue with that we actually we actually did talk about this a little bit on the podcast when the announcement got made uh, like a couple <laughs> months ago but uh you know again to kind of refresh uh everybody's memories um lyra why don't you describe what lucifer and biscuit hammer is uh, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer is a manga by Satoshi Mizukami, who you may or may not know from Sengoku Yoko, uh, Spirit Circle, which is all uncontrolled manga. And um, a few years ago, uh, he was in charge of Planet With, which uh, I think is a very good show. Maybe it was not necessarily huge. Uh, well, while Planet With is perhaps not perfect, I would say that it gives you mm -hmm. an idea of the tone, yes. maybe, that of his writing. Uh, right? the... Biscuit Hammer premise is sounds very standard, and in some ways it is very standard. Uh, a college student wakes up, and there is a talking lizard on his bed, and it tells him he needs to join up with the other Beast Knights to stop the evil wizard from destroying the world. And he says what the fuck is this and throws the lizard out the window uh and of course eventually joins up with the rest of the beast knights so they can stop fight the evil wizard and save the world um in some ways it's very like simple uh premise i think but i think mizukami's strength which in all of his works is the way in which his storytelling characters feel very earnest to me. Like, yeah, they 
a lot of characters show up in this story and each one gets a bit of focus time and I think all of them feel very grounded sort of like there is some of course anime melodrama but in general right. the character writing of the stuff in, yeah even though there's some kind of wild with, yeah wild magical space things happening um mm-hmm. the characters themselves feel very kind of yes, real and are right? like dealing and with relatable. very human problems that are right. just being exacerbated or drawn out by the earth being in peril uh, right yeah um and I think we I think we talked about this last time. A lot of people kind of think about it as a sort of spiritual relative to like Fooly Cooly, right? I do about... at least. I, I've heard I have a lot of people make that connection because yeah. I mean, I, I there mean, are... people's brains people's brains automatically mm-hmm. go there because a lot of the names this are. Hammer has a number of pillows, pillows references. <laughs> yes. right, right. Right. I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, the, the old joke was that you know that Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer mm-hmm. was the like. The alternate alternate universe Gynax like <laughs> yeah. manga that never happened, right? Yes, there's that right. persistent rumor that they tried to get a Gynax adaptation and then it fell through and the money went to a pain stocking. Uh, I don't know how true that rumor is. Uh, but suppose, I mean, we yeah. we always say like this this mm-hmm. if this anime happened, it should have been directed by Kazuya Suramaki, right? right? Like, yeah, yes. Biscuit Hammer is a pillow song, like. Uh, yes, it, it fits that it fits that style. Anyway, this is all this to say uh, yes. I have zero faith in Studio Nas and the staff <laughs> of this anime to do it justice. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess that's really what we're getting at here is like, I will gladly watch this show. I will like, not. <laughs> probably not. Like, so, like, it can't be overstated. Like, we are talking about a work that is sort of like foundational to the spirit of what the Gloria blog was created around. Like yeah. mm-hmm. Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer is is glor- as Glorio core as it gets. Right. <laughs> right. It is if there is any like one like piece of fiction <laughs> that this blog was created to try to like sing the good graces of and bring was, to yeah. the world. I was writing about this thing Lucifer on like and- Pantor community blogs, right? Like Yeah, yeah. It was this yeah. one, right? Like this is the show this is the manga that you know like was so good that it drove people at this you know at at this on this podcast to talk about it on the internet (laughs) (laughs) right yeah uh like it was so special that it it, you you could not simply sit with it in your heart and live the rest of your life that way it had to be shared and so i think a lot of people are looking at this from the outside are like wait what it's just like some shonen heroes fighting like you know monsters like no you don't understand like this is like yeah, this was something very special to uh to it, to it is I, I, it was what I needed to read at the time. Uh, yes, yeah. Know. I mean, it's very much a like adult coming of age story. By that I mean it's not like a high school kid, right? It's like right. Actual, it is definitely like, actually becoming post, an adult post high school kid. Right. One might say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think that like, but yeah, and in a lot of ways, yes, it's it's that earnestness that always won us over in the end. And all of Mizukami's mm-hmm. works works right, but I think Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer is sort of the most emblematic of Mizukami's strength as a writer, right? right? His ability to bring together an ensemble cast of like broad but likable archetypes who sort of communicate their likability through how sincere they feel, yeah. right? Like, and that's such a unique property, mm-hmm. and I. 
I, I like with Arrow. I don't. I don't yeah. think this. This is not the yeah. staff to do. This is not. Who, when we, this is not who we would have picked. Uh, so right? when, deserves better. I'm sure when we'll we talked fine. about when we talked about, you know, we would have loved you know Gainax circa 2000 with Kazuya Suramaki directing doing this. Even if you didn't get that, I mean, I would there. There are people who at least try to do like an imitation of that. Like that mood, I feel like mm -hmm. has to happen for this to work. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, uh, have, I have low expectations. They've... When you, when you see the PV, it's like the most generic anime. Okay, the biggest travesty of the PV is not the the art is very generic and boring and whatever. But I could probably live with that if they at least got what? the music. No pillows. Yeah. If they got, even if they didn't get the pillows, get somebody to make some like. Who sounds kind of like the pillows? Generic, like generic. Rock. Even if it was just like generic '90s rock in the background, but they picked the like, the yeah. like, the most the, like bland anime, or vaguely orchestral anime orchestral shit that orchestral, goes in one right. ear, not the other. The, right. and it's like that thing that like, kind of bothers me. Yeah, because like, so this is this is this tangent will make sense in the end, I promise. But I was playing a demo from. A demo of a game that's currently on the like Steam Next Fest thing, right? Which is where they release demos of upcoming games, uh -huh. usually indie games, right? And one of them is this game called Unbeatable, right? Oh, it's yeah, this, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's like this anime-style yeah. like rock rhythm game, right? And it's kind of about like a listless young woman in a small town, right? And they are very clearly aping Fooly Cooly. Like, they're, they're mm -hmm. going for the entire vibe, right? Sleepy town, listless teens... You know, right. that's sort of like melancholy, right? And the thing that I think the game does really successfully that makes it work is that the soundtrack totally sounds like 90s, early 2000s alternative, like, garage rock, right? Right. <laughs> and the thing that, like, stuck out to me is like, oh, like, again, I don't know if this game's actually going to be good. I just played the demo. But, like, the music at least tells me that these are people who understand what worked about Fully Cooly. Like, it's not just, like, you know, one or two or three disparate elements, right? It is, like, you have to make it sound like this, right? And so right. the fact that Lucifer the Biscuit Hammer anime can't even do that, right? Like, right. like look, I get it. You're not going to get the blue hearts or the pillows <laughs> for this low-budget production. But you could have got. I guarantee you there is at least half a dozen bands currently active in Japan who can sound sort of like this. Right? Hire me, I can do some 90s rock riffs. <laughs> it's not hard. It's the yeah. easiest uh... it's the easiest decade of music to copy. Anyway, Just... <laughs> let's like if I like you you could and it, it does it wouldn't even have to it wouldn't even have to be like great. Just Getting that sound Just in the background the vibe, feels like would be right? so important. Yeah. My other and... my other big worry here is that though uh, they've said they will do the whole story. Uh, oh, will they? Lucifer and the Mist Camera is a sixty-five chapter monthly manga, and I don't know that you can cram that into two cores of episodes. I so... don't think you could. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could. Not so they're going to either have lot. to. It's either going to be a lot longer than we think it's three cores. Or... I think it's fine. I think would be fine. I think, yeah. but like, I Two, uh... I don't know how this is going to work, man. I mean, I think you do know how it's going to work. You're right. Badly. Oof. Um... You know, I'd I'll, I'd love to eat crow. No, believe me. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. if we if we come out the other end going, wow, I can't believe they actually pulled it off. Uh huh. 
I think we'd all be very happy, yep. right? To I mean, this is our white whale. <laughs> this is the Gloria white whale. Like, if this actually lived up to expectations, we could close the blog. We could end it. <laughs> like, we're never doing better than this. That's how it we go good. out, yeah. It won't be good. I don't know. But is, it, there still, is there still any hope no. that they at least get, like, a good OP or something? The cast uh, seems good. That's all I got, dude. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. It's also yeah, like, I don't know. also just I love Mr. Camera. Even the original manga doesn't really get really good until a third in. It moves kind of slowly until yeah. until the whole ensemble just drops on your head. Right. Yeah, I think it, I think it's I think it's good from the start. Yeah, but I, th- yeah I do think it's good from the start. I think it doesn't really shine until yeah until the dynamics can bounce off each other. I feel like for the for the anime, that's probably the least of my concerns. But yes, uh, but hey, yeah. it finally happened. I can say it happened. Yeah, you know, it... <laughs> hooray! Uh, you know, look as, as look. I, you know, I'll just tell you this as as the person on this podcast mm-hmm. who is usually the guy who is getting his white. I remember Kamui. adapted. I'll just say that look, it can. Oh my it's, it, it's gonna hurt, uh-huh. and. <laughs> You know, there's going to be some restless nights. It's only going to get worse before thing. it gets better. Yes. Um, but, uh, well, you know. All right. Read Biscuit that's Hammer. Th- yes, that's you know, all you can really do is shout shout from, the, mount, shout from the mountains. Shout from the rooftops is that please read the source material of this bad The, the manga is available in many different places, I yes. think, at this point. Yep. So, um, yeah, go check that out. And, you know... Maybe maybe they had to slap together that PV real quick and no, I, I'm you know I'm not no, I'm not let's, even look, let's not let's let's, let's not, just accept our fate. You know, let's on. just let's just hope we're wrong. Yeah, let's just know, hope yeah. we're wrong. Yes. All right. <laughs> let's talk about uh, yeah. Futo PI, yeah. which is a sequel PI to... for Private Investigator. Oh, that's all right. I was reading this as Futo Pi. This yeah, I, 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 like... I didn't capitalize the I in the notes. I'll fix that before my, this goes up. My, but... my, my, my brain also reads as Futo Pi, so... Yeah, but, uh, yes. so... Um, this is... A... Ira, why don't you tell us about this one? I This is an adaptation of the manga sequel to Kamen Rider Double. Uh, I have not seen Kamen Rider Double, uh, but it is one of the... At least among the people I know who have, you know, similar tastes to mine when it comes to Tokusatsu, is one of the higher regarded uh, common writers. So, <clears throat> it's a sequel to the manga, which was the manga based is a sequel the to the manga is a sequel to the the live action show, and okay. this is adapting the manga. Oh, okay, it's adapting the manga. Got it. Yes. All right. Um, and this is like is this is like a, this is part of like a 50th anniversary thing or something. I think so. Uh, double it's interesting, yeah, it's right? Because popular. like, go ahead. Like, is this like the first time a common writer has gotten adapted into anime? I th- like, I don't think it's the first time. I think there was something in like, you know, prior to in the 1900s. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Back in the 20th century. Yeah. yeah. Don't call it the 1900s. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but the manga and I believe this show are being written by the original writer of Double. Sure. So okay. it's 
Okay, actually, the, the writer of the show is not the same writer, but the guy, the writer of Comrade Double, did write the manga Futo Pi. And, and when did when did Double happen? How old is that? Oh, jeez, uh, like two thousand and nine. Okay. Um. So, not <laughs> too long ago compared to the in the grand history of Common Rider. Right. Uh. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, my so understanding... is is the Go ahead. is the hook of this thing like they're like detectives? Is that yeah, they're detectives in um like the Windy City, uh, which is not Chicago. But wait, it, I was gonna say wait, it's, Chicago. It, it's some like wind wind powered city, which effectively means it's Tokyo. But we photoshopped in a bunch of windmills into the back of every shot. Sure, uh, and right. uh, they fight monsters with. Little USB sticks called Gaia Memories. Uh, okay, that sounds very common, writer. But yep. yes, it's called Double because uh, two guys fuse into one common writer. Okay, and uh, that's about the extent of my knowledge of common yeah, so writer. Yeah, I guess Double. That's, uh, that's a thing, right? I guess this is primarily for fans of the original. Yes. Like, is there going to be enough meat here for people who never watched uh, Double? Good question. Because, like. If it's a sequel, if it is explicitly a sequel, it's it's kind of that question then of, mm-hmm. you know, your sequel that is also a different medium. Right. It's like, My yeah, understanding we'll is that it's kind of just like, here's more wacky adventures with your friends. Sure, um, that can be fine too. Riku Sanjo, the writer of Commoner Double and Futo P.I., does have a lot of manga experience. Uh, okay. Okay. He wrote... Um, he wrote noted uh, <laughs> noted manga Dragon Quest: The Adventure of Die. Oh, back in the eighties oh. and nineties. Sure. Uh, okay. Some people are a fan of that anime. I hear it's good. I, but you know, uh, he wrote um, noted Sentai Kyoryuger, which is very popular among the Glorio blog as well. Uh, right. Okay. So I don't know. I sure. I. I don't have reason to expect this will be a barn burner or terrible, but I don't know. Are you going to try to watch uh, Double before this comes out? Oh, (laughs) no. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll, I'll check this show out. Like, you know, I... Weirdly enough, it was on my radar too, and I've never seen a single episode of any iteration of Kamen Rider, so good luck to me. (laughs) You know what? I'll be interested to see how that goes, actually. She got these little anime losers and... They combine into Kamen Rider and five monsters. I don't know. Uh, my understanding is none yeah. of the original cast will be voicing their characters. Well, so which well, course, I won't know any better. Of course, they wouldn't. But yeah, very silly. Uh, yeah. I think All right. Probably be fun. Well, let's uh, wrap this up with talking about cyberpunk edge runners which, which yeah which okay. into the summer season yeah, was, thank yeah you, programming <laughs> programming note on that uh, yeah. it is being listed as coming out in september and since this is a netflix thing not necessarily beholden to anime september scheduling. is not summer all right like let's be clear the, the, i know the summer anime season uh <laughs> is july august and september that's how the summer I... I d- that's works. that's insane. The only reason this is on the list here is because it wouldn't fit in the next season's season yes. preview podcast. So we might as well talk about it now. 
We'll um, talk about it now and then not say a mm, goddamn word for about ten weeks. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I guess I don't know. I guess time for me to step oh, up. Baby. Uh, yeah. This is the this is the newest uh, anime coming out of Studio Trigger of Kill a Kill and Inferno Cop fame. Uh-huh. Um. It is an adaptation of the uh-huh. <laughs> the hit 2020 video game that is in and of itself an adaptation of the like 19 ni- like <laughs> 1984 1988 tabletop role playing RPG. Yeah. Um, so worth, you know, worth pointing out. Uh, this this is being billed as an original story, so it's not like yes. they're copying the Cyberpunk 2077 thankfully game. So. Thankfully, yes. thankfully. Uh, so, but it is set in the same Night City setting. Yes. Uh-huh. So, in a lot of ways, it kind of is maybe more helpful to just look at this as Trigger is doing a cyberpunk anime. Yeah. Like, yes. and I mean that in the sense of the genre, not in the sense of the property. Because, mm, like... I mean... Well, yes, I mean, you're right. Yes, there, there are definitely, you know, based on the latest PV we've watched, it is actually fairly obvious that they are actually adapting a lot of things from yes. the game. Um. But, but I, I kind of meant more thematically in the sense that, like, it does not appear like this anime is going to necessarily feel that beholden to, like, you're, the I, plot I, of the video game. Yeah. I'm assuming you're not going to run into the ghost of Keanu Reeves at any so. point. So, though, however, and, my understanding is the story of this anime was written by an in-house CD Projekt Red uh, right. dude, and then they handed the story concepts and stuff over to trigger and say make this story and so i think the question here right is like for better or worse right how much of this how much of this anime is a trigger production versus a cd project red production right like the you know the the, we've we finally seen some footage of it and hey guess what it looks like an an (laughs) anamaishi production with money right yeah like it's being directed by you know mr uh what uh mock sex, sex and violence, violence. And mock speed. yes mr sex violence and mock speed himself hero right. uh, hero yuki amaishi directed which could have been Kill, the su- which could have been the subtitle Tortilaga. for uh, <laughs> sex violence and mock speed could have been the subtitle for cyberpunk 2077 so that's oh, yes, appropriate yes and but, uh, so you know we have him as director we have yo yoshinari of course mr mr end of end of eva asuka fights the mass produced <laughs> angels fight Yo Yoshinari as chief animation director and character uh, designer. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, we got Akira Yamaoka doing the music, which uh, God, right? Yeah, Mister Mister Silent Hill. Weird himself. get. <laughs> yeah, so it's like there's a so in terms of just the staff behind it, it's kind of exciting, right? Like there's there's some real talent behind this, right? But I think the question that, of course, and the ultimate caveat is like. How much freedom do they give Trigger, right? right. Like, because... Like, we I think... are here because we like Trigger's house yes. style of everything right. that they do. Yeah. Like, we're not really here because we're fans of the game, you know? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I played that game. I don't think it was particularly good. I also played that game and stopped playing it, so that <laughs> so... probably tells you something. But, uh, yeah... That that is the question because you said like the actual basis of this is something written by somebody from CD Projekt Red, right? So like, right. yeah, there's somebody credited for original story, and then the Trigger script guys are credited for adapted story. 
Yeah, and I don't have a ton of experience with their games, but what I've played so far, I have not been a huge fan, so um, we'll have to, I guess, see how that goes. But um, the trailer does look pretty cool. Yeah, Visual, again, visually looks great. You know, yes. you give a look, you give a Maishi nothing, <laughs> and he'll give you Inferno Cop and Episode Four of Kill a Kill. But if you give a Maishi money, yeah. he can move heaven and earth. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I, I think the just cyberpunk in general fits their style very well yeah. too. Like, I I just yeah I don't know. Um, definitely worth keeping an eye on. So yeah, it's <laughs> whenever it finally makes its way out. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's that thing. Of like, yeah, I I think you know I think I think we're all probably gonna keep an eye on it. Of course, because look, you know it's. If nothing else, right, it'll probably be fairly visually impressive. Oh, yeah. But I I think as of the last few years, the way Trigger has developed as a studio, in a lot of ways, Cyberpunk became their least interesting project. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, in a way, we, like, we were kind of wondering if it was ever still even going to happen, right? Like, right. <laughs> they announced this a very long time ago. So, um, yeah. I guess like, glad that a, they... In a post Xenon world, in a post Promare right. world, check back decks in two weeks when their Anime Expo panel where they announce their new works will happen. Exactly, uh, I think. Right. <laughs> but yes, but, uh, man. Yeah. Do they? Do they have? I guess we don't know of anything they have presently. No, they. they going. I have looked at the Anime Expo schedule and then, then their panel. It says they will announce their new work. Yeah, I think. The only sort of like confident bet we have is that they will have probably eventually reveal what Gridman Cross Dynazenon is eventually, like oh, whether right. that's a movie or a it's TV movie. series it's, it's or whatever. Oh, it's oh, a movie. Is it a movie? Yeah, okay, yeah I, I, I thought. Then. Yeah, I thought they did say that was a movie. Right. So which who is knows? Fine. Maybe if we're lucky, we get some more information on I, that. But otherwise, this is the yeah. most. As Eero can attest, this is always the most exciting part of the cycle of being a Trigger fan. <laughs> when is when everything they've expo, announced yeah. is already out. And then it's just seeing what new bullshit they announce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as much as I liked uh, Dinazenon, I think I'm ready for them to move away from that franchise for a bit. So yeah, I am. When is uh, when is Anime Expo? Isn't that coming That's soon? In two weeks, July fourth, I yeah. believe. July fourth, the weekend oh, of July fourth. Okay. Yes. So um, we'll probably know by next podcast. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's it for the list. This camera's gonna um, save us all, right, everybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Well, I can always get back to watching Thunderbolt Fantasy oh, if man. I have to. Hell yeah! Um, now that sounds. Hey, like a when's good time. the next Thunderbolt Fantasy thing? Come right, out. what's the next on. movie? Come on, Yorobuchi. Come on, Peely. Yeah, where's where's our Bon Gunha prequel <laughs> movie? Mm. Yeah, I, I left off, like, uh, <laughs> I have to watch the second movie. That's where I left off. Yes. Great. Bewitching so, Melody of the West. Yeah. I don't know. Did you guys clean up your backlog? Uh, We're getting there. We're getting there. So, you know, sure, we could do a little bit of housekeeping here. We are about we are, we are about two or three episodes away from finishing both Big O and Gunsword. Yeah. And uh, we are definitely thinking about maybe for, you know, if, if the next season ends up being as bad as it looks right now, uh, we may attempt to do a more ambitious uh, mm-hmm. 
I guess Tomino themed backlog project. I oh, guess. some of his like me like his non Gundam shows or something. Yes, yes, we were okay. we were definitely talking about maybe throwing a couple of non Gundam Tomino anime on the on the on the slate. All right, well, we'll see if it comes to that. I guess. Indeed. I do. I'm trying to remember the ending of Gunsword, and I feel like it's not good. But <laughs> well, we can talk about that next time. Yeah, you got. You, I'll. I'll. I, I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, so enjoy it. But look, we cheer every time Eldora Soul comes on screen, and you know that's. <laughs> yeah, that's been enough to sustain us this far. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the preview show. We'll see how those go. Next uh, next episode, we'll do our wrap-up for the spring season, and we can talk about how Birdie Wing is the anime of the year then. Oh, wait, no one's making but, uh, their, their, their prediction for what will be the number one show? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, With you oh. guys and your fantastic right. taste. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, God. Oh, boy. You do this to me. I, I you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stay. I can't. I can't. It's not going to be good. This camera won't be good. I can't do it. Um... I don't have I any faith in any of these other shows. Though. Yeah, I, 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 I can't, I can't overstate how little, how little emotion this slate of shows elicits out of me. I, I think that I think Cyberpunk will be good, but I'm, I'm still hesitant to actually really call that part of the. Also, season. I refuse to count that as a summer show. Like yeah, that thing okay. is going to come out that's, September, and it's going to come out as a batch in September. So that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's. It's not that I don't think any of these shows could be good. I just have do not have enough confidence to put my name on any of them. Yeah. Like. Uh, and we, as we all know, the best show is going to be something that we didn't talk about. So. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, you know, let's just hit up <laughs> like, like real Horus quick. Recoil. Uh, it's going to be. Um. Yojo Han Time Machine Blue. Oh wait, no, this is under OVAs. Never mind. Oh, gotta go further up. Uh, KJ File. I don't know. Just <laughs> pick a random show off of Anachart. And <laughs> yes, um, that'll be the one. I don't know, Artemis. Do you have any? Uh... No, I mean, I'm not jumping up and down for any of these possibilities either. If if I had to pick one from this list. If it goes enough of a comedy, then Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Yeah, that that Maybe. could be. That feels yeah. at least safe. As long as it doesn't I... take itself like super seriously, then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do feel like Biscuit Hammer is probably the most likely that I will actually watch the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> so for what's that? For whatever for what that's it's worth. Fucking uh, worth. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we will pick that up again in like two or three weeks. Yeah, sure will. So, <laughs> let's uh, wrap things up then with our normal housekeeping. You can check us out at theglorioblog.com. And like I said, you'll be seeing us writing about these once they start airing. So stay tuned for that. You can follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and of course YouTube, where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring that notification bell, all those good YouTube things. Uh, you can tell your friends, tell your enemies. Catch everybody next time. <laughs> <laughs>